Did we solve world peace yet? <laughs> world hunger. <laughs> I think so. I don't mind having this open or even like close the door. In, uh... If it's open, there will be people that will walk by mm -hmm. to stick their head in to start talking. Yeah, and, and one of the ones that I did uh, that happened to, which again, I don't mind. I, I, I kind of like the, I don't know, feeling like it's kind of real. It's not like, I don't know. Staged? Yeah. Um, uh, what's your name? Dr. Brenda Chappell. Mm. And uh, what do you do? I am an associate professor here at the University of Central Oklahoma in the sociology department, and I focus on sociology topics, mm. teaching sociology topics mm. in sociological research. What was, or what did you graduate in, or what was your specialty, I guess? In, in a PhD program, in a sociology PhD program, you, you have to specialize in at least two areas. Mine was criminology and deviance and family and gender. And I later went back and did religion, mm -hmm. added that to it. Uh, I, like, I like studying religion or like, kind of like looking up religion. It's really interesting. Um, what do you think, because from the psychology perspective, I guess... Uh, I, I'm very interested into what makes people the way they are or what makes people even, I don't know, and, and even like we, I, I'm in your class, uh, in your deviance class right now, and we know that like deviance is very flexible to what like one person thinks is deviant, it's not really deviant for another right. uh, person. What, uh, well, for the purposes of this conversation, let, let's stick to deviant being like, murder or stealing or like kind of like something that everybody would have a consensus that that would be yes. deviant okay um to where what do you think makes people go that way wow that's a million dollar question <laughs> isn't it if we could if we could answer that that would be would be we wouldn't have those problems in our society. You know, it's never just one thing. And so that's why when we have different disciplines come together, like like psychology, they look at one particular aspect, and that will answer a big part of that question. And then we can look at it sociologically. We can look at their environment and see where that plays a picture on that one. And it's usually not just a combination of just one or the other. It's usually a combination of both of them, of mm -hmm. their environment, yeah. as well as their personality. So what you can have two siblings that were born in the same household, raised in the same way, but for some reason, one of them became violently deviant and the mm -hmm. other one didn't, even if they both experienced sexual abuse or, or very negative things. Mm -hmm. It's a... It's a tough question to answer. Yeah. It, it, there's definitely... Well, I think that there there is... I mean, in, in psychology, there's, like, the hierarchy of needs who are, like, what people need. Like, you know, like, 
the basic needs and then up higher up top is like being loved and stuff like that. And also being loved is very, I don't know, I guess not up to debate, but uh, um, subjective. As in, like, a, a lot of people, like, for example, in twin studies, like, you know, one twin may perceive being loved by their parents and the other twin may not. Or, like, like one twin is, like, gets an A and the other one got a B for whatever reason. And then, like, the one that got the B is like, oh, my parents don't love me as much. Um, and then that kind of may set them in different paths to where, like, just that one's like, well studying is or like you know school's not for me and then like little things kind of like add up and like i feel like our personalities kind of like build upon like on top of each other and stuff like that um but those kind of things you know that your environment really influenced that maybe one twin just didn't like to study Mm -hmm. and so they didn't yeah so that kind of goes with personality or that you know parents liked one of it did like one of them better and made the other one do all the housework or do something that was Mm. Um, I actually had a, when you were talking about that, I kind of had a point, but I was just kind of mm. listening to you. Mm. And. Um, what made you choose, like when, when you like out of high school, what made you choose? Like, how did you kind of get into this? Part? Oh, I definitely took the scenic route getting mm. here. When I, after I graduated from high school, I went to school and I was on the six year program. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It took me a little longer to graduate because I changed my major several times. Mm-hmm. But I graduated with an undergraduate in English literature and English. Mm-hmm. And then years later, I taught in the public school system for 15 years, went back to school. I got an undergraduate in psychology and then I got my master's in psychology. But while I was, at, when I got into the master's program, I knew that that's not where I belonged. But I didn't know where to go at that point. And serendipitously, I came across somebody on the campus who said something about the criminal justice master's program. Mm -hmm. And I knew that's where I belonged. It didn't make sense, but I knew that's where I belonged. So I Mm -hmm. came over here and I went through the master's program and serendipitously fell into a great, a great opportunity with the chief mental health officer over DOC. And I wrote my thesis over that. And it was a topology categorizing inmates on their mental health needs. And as it worked out, I would not have been able to do that with him if I had not had the psychology background to understand the vocabulary mm-hmm. and the criminal justice. And then the, the topology that we wrote went to the legislature and they adopted it, made me look really good. I went into a PhD, psycholo- a PhD sociology program. and um, That's kind of cool how like you have like all these little things that it's almost like all those little things kind of culminated oh, they under did. like sociology. Really but when well. you're going through it, you don't see that. Mm-hmm. It was, I was so stressed about where it was I supposed to be. But then once I started just following what I knew to be right, mm-hmm. uh, following your gut, even if it doesn't make sense and everybody around you is telling you that you're, you're scattered, you're whatever, just follow what you know to be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it will all fall into place in the end. Mm-hmm. I, I did also, I mean, I, I'm, 26 right now and also because i also like I, ha- I have a lot of friends that are like one year older than than me and they already have like their masters and they're already like working and unlike most people it, it feels like most people like just like go high school college and they like just, they don't lose any time they just go straight um and then i've definitely like I, i've taken like some semesters off and then like uh, some semesters only like two classes um, 
but I don't know. I, did, did you know what you what you wanted to major in, or have you been kind of finding your way? See, I've, at, at first, I I wanted to do uh, like in high school, I liked art a lot, and then also this may sound kind of like I don't know, like evil, but I like advertising. Like I, I like um, I feel like there's a lot of this. There's an art to like a 15 second commercial to where like you know they communicate their point 15 seconds they can tell you like a story arc in 15 seconds and it's beautifully shot and then like it's done and i i like that also like in growing up i I liked music videos a lot and like i feel like almost like music videos and like advertising and then also like the like just like ads like i like the art of that um and then, so I wanted to do graphic design in my first semester, but I was kind of just taking basics and I wanted to do graphic design. And then like, there's a lot of people that wanted to do graphic design, but, um, and then I took a semester of wind energy, which was like, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna do my dream of being a graphic designer and making ads and I'm just going to go for money. I'm going to do this. There's a lot of money in this. And then, like, I took one semester and was like, I hate this. I can't do this. And then I went to psychology because I find that, like, a lot of the stuff that I liked about almost, like, communicating your point in 15 seconds or communicating your point, like, with art. Like, there's a lot of psychology in in advertising. Uh, so I feel like that the deeper thing that I liked was the psychology aspect. So I, I, I kind of like started with psychology and I've always kind of been like curious. I always envy those people who knew exactly what they wanted to do and didn't have to find that, take the scenic route to get there. No, I, yeah. It's taken me a while. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I was, even though I did graduate, you know, with my degrees younger, I was never felt fulfilled. And so don't, if you ever, you were talking about your age. Mm-hmm. Don't ever let age be the reason why you don't go back to school or stay in school. So mm-hmm. if you kind of, if when you graduate here and you decide you want to go later, and I have people that are in their sixties. My best friend is fifty-four years old, and she's now going for her PhD. Mm-hmm. Just don't let age be the reason why you don't continue your education. Yeah, one thing that's kind of weird, and we can talk about this, like the the lar- larger subject, but, and which is like one of my. I guess, areas of interest, which is like kind of like learning in school and stuff like that, that like, I love school. Like, I I love being here. And like, I mean, this is why I do this. Like, I love having smart conversations, like, uh, and talking about deeper subjects. But I hate like the schoolwork. I don't like, like, I don't know if you, I don't take a lot of notes in class. Um, And a lot of the notes. But you do really well. Yes, but also I think that's just because I'm a good listener and I do actually take things in and like, um, so that's kind of, and also a lot of the times I've kind of like already delved into into the subject. So I'm kind of like, I know a little bit already, Um, but I'm not a good student and my my GPA reflects that, Um, but I really like learning and it's almost like there's like, how is that possible? If like, if school is for learning, why is it that I'm not a good student? Okay. There's a re- okay. 
you know, there's just hoops you have to jump through and things you have to do to get to where you want to be. And it doesn't mean that you're not learning, but you're doing really well in this aspect, but you don't like the papers that you have to mm. write or do you have to, because they're, they probably seem like even a waste of time to you. Mm, yeah, I, I do. Uh, I mean, writing is something that I'd like to get better at because I, I do, I, again, with all my like thinking, I, I, I'm kind of like a writer at the answer that like, I do want to learn for the rest of my life. I don't mind being in school for the rest of my life. I, I do want to like just crude knowledge, but also like what's the point of that if you can like communicate it well. Uh, so I, I would like to like be really good at writing or really good at communicating my point. Um, so yeah, like writing is something that I want to get better at. Yeah. The way that you become better at writing is by reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and people see I can't, I had an office mate who would tell her students that you get better by at writing by writing mm-hmm. and finally after about a year I said you get better at writing by reading yeah I, I feel like if you don't read enough or if you don't like accrued knowledge enough then like what you're gonna write about is not that interesting like you know probably not yeah um okay what else oh one thing that I I was thinking I know that we're jumping from like subject to subject. That's okay. But um, in if I were king of the world, I would not be king of the world. I, I would get like really smart people from different areas of like sociology, economy, like uh, or economics, like economists. Um, I feel like also like system design, like com- people that uh, design computers and systems, like to where like they know where like these people are going to do this, this, and like, you know, systems design, um, psychologists. And then I would like accrued like the smartest people I could. And then like, I would be like, let's plan out how this is going to go. So what do you think (laughs) from your sociology perspective? Like, what do we need to do to like make things better? Depends on what you're focusing on the problem. Mm. Like if you think of crime as being the problem or politics or politicians or poverty or homelessness or. In this scenario, politics isn't even like uh, we're there's kind of like, for example, to make this computer, there's no voting. There's just like this is the best screen we could possibly make. And then it's like, okay, then then that's what we're like. You know, there's no it's just like. I'd like more of a scientific uh, society to where we arrive at answers through science and through, like, you know, proof, as opposed to... I feel like a lot of our politicians just go... I mean, on the face value, they go off of hunches. Like, I think this is what's best, so we're going to do that. As opposed to, like, really what's best. Like, for example, with um, putting people in jail, we know for sure that putting people in jail doesn't deter people from committing crimes. We know that, like, for one, it's not a real, like, punishment. They don't learn anything. In fact, they learn how to be better criminals. They get out, and then they get out to the same environment that made them into being a criminal. So uh, we know for sure, scientifically, jails, as they are right now, don't work. So why don't we change it? And I feel like that's like, I don't know, the momentum of society is just pushing things forward in the same way that they're going. And like, 
it's really, really hard for us to, even though that we have the knowledge that jails don't work, and we probably have, like, the knowledge of, re, like, true rehabilitation to people. Like, it, it, would it be super expensive? Yes. But, like, you take the worst person, and then you put them, like, you give them, like, counseling. And, like, true, real counseling with, like, people listening. And, like, you give them that. You give them, like, enough food and resources and like friends like healthy friends that aren't criminals like you put them you put a really bad person in a good environment with real resources for change and they'll they'll change into a better person they have to want to and actually there really are some really bad people who need to stay in prison for the rest of their lives but we have but we shouldn't you know prison prisons have gone up over 400 mm. percent and so the reason why they've gone up so high is because somebody's making money off of it. So if we kind of just revamp our system here and uh, put more money in other places and mm. not lock up people for crimes that are, you know, come up with different different penalties, but there definitely are some people who need to. I, I would probably agree, but I, I think that we need to look at those people more from a point of view of like, you are broken and you cannot ever get into like with people like ever again, but let's interview the hell out of you and see what made you into being this person. Let's make sure that that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I feel like let's, that's let's kinda, save the people that we can. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the way that we should, if we're trying to make a better society, I feel like that's kind of the way that it should go. But anyways, I, and I'm not even, I, we didn't even get into the, problem of corruption because i because obviously I, I do feel like a, a lot of like change doesn't happen a lot because of corruption so if we just do away with politics in the way that they are and do like a scientific society what do you think that like i guess what would be some of your first things that you'd like to attack wow Okay, one of the things I teach is minorities, mm-hmm. and when when you have a a society that focuses, okay, the the dominant minority relationships, the conflicts don't occur unless there's some sort of economic reason or scarce resources or or competition for resources, and when money is at the core, if something is occurring that's negative, there's money at the core of it. Even like war, there's people who are profiting off of that. Mm. If there's prisons that are increasing in the population at 400%, somebody's making money off of it, and those things are going to perpetuate. I would jump in there and cut that off. Uh, people, um, the wealthy receive 75% of our welfare dollars. And so the people who are writing the bills, like the farm bills, are the ones who are profiting off of this. We need to have mm. somebody in there who's um, unbiased and we'll be able to look at this without being it from an unbiased perspective. I'm not really sure. I'm not, I didn't verbalize that very well, yeah. but, um, I do think that there, there is some like from the left and the right, like politically to where like the, I, I like Bernie Sa- Sanders. I, I would vote for Bernie Sanders. I like um, him too. but I do think that the right does have some points to where like, I think some of the Republican candidates, I'm not sure if Trump, but, like, have offered a, like, that there should be a bill that says, like, almost like, um, like, where's all the money going? Because I do think that 
within the bureaucracy of government, there's a lot of like money that's not being used right. So I do, I, I mean, I would take that from the Republican side and like, I do think that Bernie should say like, you guys are right. We should do that. We should see where all the dollars are going f- to. And, and somebody needs to be held, held accountable for this money that's, that we're, that they're losing. Yeah. You know, when we talked about the Halliburton thing and mm-hmm. then, and then in the military, when pe- there's being charged, you know, a thousand dollars for a toilet seat, yeah. that's, you know, somebody is, and then we're, there's billions of dollars that have just come up missing. That's crazy. <coughs> Without these people having to be held accountable for what they're doing or just being excessive and not putting them on a budget or, mm-hmm. um, I, um, I guess I just went blank on his name, but when we talked about the guy who was, uh, kind of buying up all the land with the underground water reserves oh, yeah. and he's going to dam it off. Um, a t- was it Tebow Pickens? Pickens, I think, yeah. And so he's going to do that. And so he's going to dam off his water so that if mm. you want his water, which we think of water as just being, it's something that belongs to everybody. Yeah. That's not right. There's there's greed and there's corruption that's going on here. To the more money that you have, the more money that you want, the more power mm-hmm. that you have, and, and but I, then you don't get a degree in, in psychology or sociology because you love money. You do it mm-hmm. because you you're altruistic and you want to help people. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, see, and and also that's a lot of like a lot of the things that I see within politics or the law that a lot of times reason doesn't win to where like. It's sure it's not illegal for you to wall off all the water. Like it's not illegal, but I mean, again, as like logically, that's messed up. You shouldn't do that. Like, there, sure, there's no law, but well, there was there wasn't a law, and he made sure that there was. He created one, and now there is, where he has the right to do that. Yeah, but, and, pre- but previously there wasn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, also, I like Bernie because he's not taking money from anybody and that's good um i think he's got a lot of good points too yeah um but we don't need to make this political (laughs) no it's i mean yeah or we could but i don't feel like we're gonna fight (laughs) i don't think we're gonna fight either i think that we both have probably similar opinions about trump and similar opinions about (laughs) it is uh kind of weird how i don't know again from a sociology perspective but why is Trump doing so well? Do we have a lot of like just because in my head, it's almost like a lot of people that maybe didn't vote before. And then like, oh, my gosh, I'm a racist and he's a racist, too. Let's, <laughs> and uh, he's I don't know to what extent he's a racist or he just he's like, very racist. Mm. I mean, he, you know, I, I can't even tell that if in his own mind, does he think that he's racist? But mm. whether he just says that, but he does. His behaviors mm. show that he's a very racist, mm. sexist person. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm also trying to think of like, because we in, in our classes we we've talked about. Um, I'm not sure if we've talked about this, but like microaggressions to where like people don't mean to be racist, but they're racist anyway, and like something like I don't know, just like saying to a woman, "Hey, can you get this for me, honey?" Like. And it's like, that's like kind of microaggression just because like, why does she have to do it for you? Like, kind of like that. Or maybe something more from the perspective of, um, God, all women are so irrational, but not you. Mm. No, Mm. I'm not talking about you, Mm. but most women, and that's a very sexist thing to say, Mm. or, um, most black people are, 
I mean, not you, but mm-hmm. so that those are racist things to say, and yeah. those are the kind of things that Trump says. Yeah, to where like I can understand how he may feel like I'm just telling the truth. Um, also, I don't know how like he, definitely he just says things and he doesn't really think about it. So, just the, the the statement of uh, it's like they're sending. Like they're rapists, and then they they asked him about it, and he was like, "Well, someone's doing the raping." It's like, so then I mean, it's most likely the Mexican. Like, what? <laughs> like, no, there's there's white men all across this country who mm. are rapists who have raped, mm. and it's not yeah. So why do you think that he's been so successful? It's kind of like the reality show. He's. Um, maybe it's because people actually think these things, but they're not, they don't feel comfortable because it's not socially appropriate or socially okay to say them. Mm. And he's saying them and it's really just bringing these people out of the woodwork that, that really think that way, which is a little disturbing and scary. I can agree that like, there is something attractive about a politician that just speaks, speaks his mind about a politician that's not concerned about being politically correct. Um, Because a lot of the times, the conversation we were having about, like, men being rapists or men, like, beating their wives, it's almost like, I don't know if, like, not politically correct, but not, it's almost like not okay to acknowledge the fact that they may actually love each other. Like, you know, a, a, a man that beats his wife, like... But also, I think, I don't know if, like, the regular populace is, like, ready to accept the fact that they actually have true love. Like, because I can, as a smart person, I can acknowledge, yes, you guys have true love, but you guys cannot be together. Like, I, I can acknowledge, like, truths and still arrive at the correct answer. Like, so just because, like they love each other doesn't mean that they should be together. Yeah. Um, and with like, with a lot of things to where like, I don't know, just because a lot of like minorities are poor doesn't mean that minorities are like criminal. (laughs) Yeah. Criminal or less valuable or, or less smart, like than than white people like, so just, like, acknowledging, like, certain things doesn't mean that you have to, like, arrive at the wrong answer. Because I, I think that there is, like, sometimes it's very, like, black and white, you know? Like, whenever people have arguments. And it's usually never just one person's fault. But we're kind of going back to, like, mm-hmm. Trump saying what's on his mind. But just because somebody says what's on their mind doesn't mean that they're going to be a good president. That's not a good qualification for... For doing it, I think being more politically correct and being it's in the things that they say and not being sexist and racist and ethnist and saying things like you want to build a wall to keep out Mexicans. I mm. mean, that's just... Well, it's not efficient. It won't be. <laughs> I was watching like a show, I can't remember, to where like, it'll be like 50 foot high. Like They don't make ladders that tall. And like... Even if they get over there with, like, a big ladder, how are they going to get down? Like, you know, there's no way to get down, except maybe a rope. 
he said that himself. So, so okay. So you know for sure that that's not efficient. People can't like if you they can, want to. You can go enter a wall if you want to. You yeah. Can go. <laughs> Just like it's not. It's not a like. It's not efficient. It's not really gonna like you. You may lower the numbers, but like that. The real problem is not. Again, it, the real problem is not that they're trying to come over here. The real problem is that things are really ba- bad over there and things are better here and it's not that far away and it's not that hard to go from one place to another and it's kind of messed up for and i feel like that's what really like rubs people the wrong way whenever you're not doing good and there's somebody like right next to you that's doing a lot better yeah he's just trying to scapegoat mexicans in mm. mexico yeah. as being you know the the plight to our to all of our problems and it's mm. not it's Mexico, um, the undocumented workers, they bring in billions of dollars to our, uh, to our economy and they, they pay billions of dollars into social security and they, they don't collect it back. Our, we would go broke without them right now. Mm-hmm. And luckily Bush was one of those, he was, he was somebody who saw that how important that they were here and he created, um, a program so that they could stay here and they could work if they were here illegally they could fill out the paperwork and stay here legally at work and then and then go back. We need them here. Mm-hmm. It, it's, they, it create, they create a lot of jobs for, yeah. for us, and then they also contribute financially to our, to, our, to our financial situation. I do wonder, like, I don't know, I guess, like, maybe the, I don't know how, I don't know. I, I think people believe that he's telling the truth or definitely like just speaking his mind. There's no filter. He's speaking the truth, but there's people who really think like him. Yes, that's true. But what, but also most people, I, or I know that he's lying a lot. He contradicts himself a lot. He does. So I don't know how he's able to like convince certain people of like how honest he is and then also like they they don't see like all the other like dishonesties that he's done like i'm a no, business success but also a, like he's it's selective perception mm. they they focus on just what they want to see and they completely filter out whatever it is that that doesn't fit mm. in with what they want to want to believe about him i mean and it's also good that like he's also not taking money from <laughs> from rich people which it's good. Uh, that way he doesn't have to play favorites to these yeah. people when, I don't know. Yeah. He's just a disturbing human being. And he was like this before he, he was disturbing even before he decided to run for political office. Yeah. It's a joke. I, I it, it really look, I almost expected like to like, if he wins, like just to like, Ooh, don't even all say. this, <laughs> Don't say his name three times. So. <laughs> but uh, like, if he wins, like all this was a joke. I'm not really like this. Like, and I like just a, a type of like performance art thing. That oh, but it's not. He was like he's been like this for. He's been like this for thirty years. Mm-hmm. He's been my way, the highway. Very narcissistic. Um, doesn't care who he hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, to get what it is when he has a goal, he just goes after it and doesn't think about collateral damage in between there. How would you 
going back to the, like, because whenever I said, like, what would you tackle first? You said, like, minority, ma majority type things. How would you tackle that? Oh, okay. <laughs> that would, you know, I, I really wanted to focus just on, like, there's, it's like tackling just one thing, mm -hmm. like eliminating um, dominant-minority relations. I don't think that that's ever going to happen. I think that someday, the way that our society is set up, we always have to have a hierarchy. And even if someday we don't have, like women are on an equal level with men and people of color are on an equal level with people who are white, we're, we'll, I think we'll create some other kind of hierarchy mm. to, I don't know, could be, tall people or short people or whatever it might happen to be. But I think there's always going to be something unless there's a catastrophic change that would, would put a, would equalize people immediately. I think we can, as a society, I think we have enough food to provide for everyone. I think we have we enough space for everybody to have a home. I feel like we have enough resources to provide like, good education for everyone. I do think we have all that. So, like, if people had enough food, shelter, education, um, I feel like that that would bring a lot of those factors, like, almost, like, stable, like, you know, like, less of, like, hey, this person's better. Um, I do think that within that, there, ju just because the you're educating everybody. I don't think that that means that everybody will be, I don't know if like super smart. I'm, I'm thinking more that that would be, everybody would have kind of like start out with the same kind of basic knowledge. But I, I think that there would still be some kind of like people would specialize in their own different things. Oh, that's, there's a, sociology has, I, I don't know if we talked about this as much in your class or not, mm -hmm. but sociology has a, has a theory that talks about that functionalism, mm -hmm. that the reason why we have these, this strata is because it's functional for society to have people at the top and the middle and all the way down at the bottom. Mm -hmm. I mean, who's going to, who's going to clean UCO's buildings and we have to have the president. Mm -hmm. So, and everybody in between there. But see, I, I think that the way that things have been going Um, the the work week had had been getting shorter and shorter and shorter up to like the eighties. They and then like it started going back up because uh, I think yeah. there's I can't remember which president it might have been Reagan saying that like the twenty hour work week is coming and like you know like and like it's inevitable and then like I mean eventually just shot back up. Um, To where I, I think, also there's like a lot of like automation, uh, I can't remember how to say that word, but like, for example, that there almost doesn't even have to be like people at Walmart that check you out. So like there can be less like menial jobs and we can have like more, more of the jobs can be like just like 20 hours a week and then people can do like go to school for the rest of the time or, like, do hobbies for the rest of the time. Spend time with family. I do think that, like, sometimes people are like, I don't have enough time to, like, actually make my own food. Like, you know, like, I have to go to McDonald's and get my food there. I don't have enough time. So th th there's that. There's, like, I don't have enough time to work out. I don't have the energy to work out. And that I feel like 
don't know. It, it may be... I don't think that a lot of people agree with me, but I do think that exercise is almost like a, a need that people need to do. I feel like we're animals and animals move around and like that's I feel like that's kind of like necessary for the human body um and I mean also like other things like that like exercise has been proven to be like either just as helpful or more helpful than antidepressants in like in curing or fixing whatever uh depression so I do feel like exercise is kind of like necessary for everybody to do. I know that like if the work week were to go down to 20 like to 20 hours a week, a lot of people wouldn't, but I feel like more people could if they but, wanted to. You know, the thing about how our society is set up is that we want more and we want to we're very materialistic. We're not um, as happy just be, we're, we're lonelier, we're not as mm-hmm. happy just kind of being with family and doing those sorts of things. The the middle class is shrinking. And one of the reasons why we're working more is because the economy is, the prices of everything is going up, but our paychecks are staying the same. I think here at UCO, I could be wrong about this, but I think I've only had one cost of living raise since I've been here in 14 years. Now I've gotten my promotional raises, but I've only gotten one cost of living raise and Mm. people are not getting cost of living raises. So they're having to work more to accommodate the prices that are going up. And then in two, we're incredibly materialistic here in the United States. Yeah, it, it, it does feel like a, a lot of people, or when a lot of those numbers come by, like come together, it's like, oh, people are like getting paid more, or like there people are getting enough to get by, but also look at the hours that they're working. The hours are going up and up and up and up. So we're not looking at all the numbers. Um, um, I do think that we're materialistic. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about what I've been thinking, and obviously, like, it's because I'm I'm from the psychology point of view. But I, I do think that there there almost needs to be like a psychology, like as a requirement, like every year, like from middle school on, just to I feel like to communicate to really teach people about like empathy about like this, how other people feel that, and also like the hierarchy of needs. Um, just kind of like kind of basic things, but like people need to be aware that other people's other people do things for a reason. And like, also like other people may not have everything that you have, like, uh, uh, like, you know, other people's needs may not be being met. So that's why they they may act the way they do. Like, the, I do feel like we need like kind of more empathy. And then also, if we understand that, like, like the hierarchy of needs to where like it's like just you can get those brand new shoes, but like just know that that doesn't really bring you any ha- like if people are like taught about like being shopaholics and stuff like that to where like. Well, in our society, when you are able to buy something, it it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And so you can go buy that T-shirt, and it makes you feel good for the moment, or buy that pair of shoes, it makes you feel good for the moment. But then you have to kind of maintain that. Mm -hmm. And so we're on this cycle of... Yeah, it's just like a patch that makes you feel good for a little bit. It does. Mm -hmm. It just just works for a minute. There's other... And you you were talking about exercise, and exercise is very important. But think here at Oklahoma... 
everything is so far that we drive everywhere and there's cultures where they they live to be into their hundreds and they mm. walk everywhere they go the it's, it's in the mediterranean areas and I think it'd be great. I would love to have. I wish that it would be more feasible for me to ride my bike to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of things that, like, um, I don't know. Also, I, I feel like that there is more of a movement toward, like, working out and stuff. Like, you see, like, I don't know, like, uh, CrossFit, like, gyms, like, being more and more popular and stuff like that. People are, I do think that people are being more aware. And, like, I feel like that's kind of a good side of consumerism to where like it's just a fad to like or like it's cool to like do yoga and to do stuff like that but it's like sure it's kind of like it may be like kind of like superficial but it's also it's good for you it's good it is really good for you but you don't have to go to a gym to do it i mean you can just be very active within your home or just you know during commercials do some push-ups or do mm. do 10 push-ups or you know or just just walk more just park at the back of the parking lot instead of like at the first first spot but we've just really organized our lives and our jobs i spend you know i spend 12 hours a week in the classroom but i spend 40 hours a week at, at my desk in my chair so i i figure out ways to work out without mm. without going to a gym yeah and also a lot of the times it's like you've been at work for eight eight hours it's like you don't want to like work no. out like i want to go home yeah one of the things i do and i know this just sounds so so silly but mm. i I put something in the microwave a lot. Like I usually some, some sort of beverage and at the top of the hour, I also do this too, but I'll get up and I'll, and I'll, I'll move back and forth. I'll just kind of like right mm-hmm. in place or go back and forth. And just for the time that my, the microwave microwave is going, and I also do mm-hmm. that at home at home too. And, and I think that's a, that's kind of a, with learning or I guess if more people were aware of like what that they, like that exercise is kind of like needed or like just moving is kind of needed, there'd probably be less. Yeah. And if it doesn't, and if they realize too, that it doesn't have to be formal exercise, like going to a gym and using equipment, mm. there's so many different ways to exercise, riding a bicycle and with your kids or. Yeah. The, there's things like that are fun. A whole bunch of like different types of exercise that like. Just move. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have we solved world peace yet? <laughs> world hunger. <laughs> I think so. Next time we'll we'll tackle the uh, diminishing ozone layer. Yes, we need that. All right. <laughs> Thank you.